All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have returning friend, Arthur, with us. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you so much, Brandon. Awesome. So tell me, you are over the Iberville School District. You are the soup superintendent, the head guy, first guy there, last guy to leave. Also celebrating 31 years, we just talked about, you know, in this space. So tell me, in your words, that's kind of a little bit of an intro, but what is the normal, you know, kind of what's the normal day-to-day for you, you know, as running the district? Yeah, so, you know, Brandon, with the start of a school year, um, I guess it's a little bit not routine in that, uh, in some ways, you, you're, you're sort of putting out fires, you know, where do we need another teacher, where did this air condition break? Who, you know, who's having this issue? So start of the school year is definitely not, not routine or ordinary. And as you mentioned, this is my 31st first of the school year, which is, uh, you know, pretty exciting. Um, it's definitely something I love to do um, because it just makes such a difference. And, and we in Iberville had such a smooth opening of school. So we started uh, the school year uh, last week with some professional development days. We had a, a big district opening convocation. We had all uh, of our 900-ish employees come in and we had a great speaker, Clint Pulver. Um, you may have heard of him from America's Got Talent. Um, yeah. he's, a, he's a drummer, but he has such a good message about having high standards and high relationships um, so that you can make a difference with students. And so, um, and then of course our students started yesterday. So today is the second day. Uh, for our students. And, and typically from, from today on, it just starts to smooth itself out and run like a ship. And I think, you know, I bring it up because I think a lot of people don't realize you guys haven't been on vacation all summer. A lot of people think sometimes the schools will close, you know, and everybody goes away. This is about the busiest, what, 12 weeks, you know, of the year for you guys, because that's the only time you've got to, you know, I've started using the term, you know, the desk in the hall and paint on the walls, you know, like how do you turn it? How do you get it done? And getting new teachers last minute, bringing everybody in. So in all actuality, it's crazy, but it's about to, as you say, you know, a couple of weeks smooth out and actually slow down for guys like you and your position and your staff there that have been there all summer getting ready for yesterday and today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, from the central office to the school level, you know, while the students aren't there for the month of, of July, because we do, of course, do summer programming. So we did have students um, through the month of June as well. But, um, you know, we're closing a fiscal year. We're reopening the new fiscal year. Um, you know, the school-based personnel, the, the principals, the assistant principals, bookkeepers are, are there all summer ordering the materials that they need to, to kick off a school year. Um, of course, you know, coaches, athletic coaches are there with their students and things like that. But the, the general perception is that summer is an easy time, right? But there's so much going on, especially um, at the administrative level that people don't really see. Um, and it keeps us very, very busy. Uh, during the summer, uh, summer months, but it's all worth it because it's all in preparation for, for the arrival of, of the teachers and students uh, coming on staff. 
you know, we couldn't do it without the, the custodians. Our custodians work 12 months of the year and they're waxing floors and, you know, doing all the high dusting and, and all of these things that have to be done. Again, that, you know, people walk in and they see a fresh, clean school. Well, it didn't just happen. You know, there's no ferry that arrives. It, it's a lot of hard work and people behind the scenes making it happen. Well, you mentioned, I had no idea, you mentioned 900 people making it happen. That's an incredible amount of people. And you're running students, like I said, through the halls all day and somebody's got to clean it, right? Somebody's mm-hmm. got to, you know, keep it up. And that's the work that a lot of people don't, I think, don't realize, you know, that it's all the way from cutting grass to dusting, as you said, there's so, it, it's a machine, you know, it's not just a simple, you know, it's a school. We were, we're here, you know, from seven till three and people go home and it's around the clock. And well, it's a business. You know, I mean, you know, of course, our product is our students. Right. So it's not your typical business where you're producing a widget or a, a, a mechanism. You know, what we're producing is our students. Um, but like you said, I mean, somebody's got to cut the grass. Somebody's got to maintain the buildings, the ACs, roofs, you know, all of those things are, you know, our maintenance department has been extremely busy over the summer. Um, with uh, several projects, re-roofing um, several schools, um, replacing air-conditioned parts, you know, and it, it never fails. The, the minute the teacher comes back in after their summer break, um, the, they turn on their air condition and it breaks, right? And so, you know, that this is such a, a, a busy, it, it can almost be overwhelming time just because there is so much that has to be done um, and there is somebody who has to, to make sure it happens, um, you know, because we've got to have the, the clean, safe, healthy environments for our students and for our employees. Um, and, and, you know, we take it for granted, right? You show up at work, the air condition works well. And most people don't get credit. When the it air condition work. doesn't all sometimes this needs to be cut. And, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so. They get, they don't get credit for it working. They only get, what's the opposite of credit, right? So when it's not working is when, when they they get acknowledged, right? So I used to say all the time, it was, I used to be in the IT business and we ran, you know, we had support desks and people would call with problems. And I'm sure you guys have got the same, you know, IT departments and stuff like that, but nobody ever calls into the support line, you know, and says, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, everything's working great today. I signed in. It was fast. Everything worked. You guys did a great job. Nobody makes that phone call or sends that email. It's always the, here's what's everything that's wrong. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's hard, you know, I think for a lot, you know, whether you're in maintenance or you're in IT or if you're in the administration, you know, you generally don't get the, hey, everything's great. Or, hey, I know you guys killed it all through the summer to make sure that we came in and we had the supplies and everything was clean. And, you know, right. just, and I don't think parents and families realize that either, all the work mm-hmm. that goes into, you know, making that happen. Right, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that, that for most people, all they see is the school. You know, they see the, the, the school and the classroom and, and those interactions, but there's so much more to a school system that most people really don't see because the, the average person really doesn't have to deal with, with those types of things. But, you know, I mean, we have a warehouse, we have school food service with a school, you know, the, the food doesn't just show up, right? 
there's a lot of uh, things that have to happen um, all the way to our board level. You know, the board has to approve the purchase of all of the food and the equipment and the materials and the supplies and the computers and the, the laptops and all of those things. And it, it's just a process. It's a cycle of things that have to happen every year to ensure that when our, our students do show up, they walk into a school that's, that's conditioned. They walk into a school that's safe and clean and healthy. They walk into a school where the textbooks or the computer materials that they need are already there. They walk in and breakfast is prepared and lunch is prepared. And, you know, we talk about we're, we're relatively small school system, right, in Iberville. And so we have about 4,400 students. Um, but yet we have 900 employees because somebody does have to cut the grass. Somebody does have to cook the food. Somebody does have to process purchase orders. Somebody does have to make sure employees are being paid. And, and you know, most people don't, when they think of school, right, all they think about is that student perspective and, and mm -hmm. not like a system-wide perspective. So, yes, yeah, just just unique. And I think... One of the things you said earlier, you mentioned, you know, that the students are kind of, you know, you're running a business, students are the product, but I could also, you know, probably challenge and flip that and say, the students are also the customer. Mm -hmm. And you've got 4,400 customers coming into physically into your business every day, and you have to be ready for that. Right. And, that's yeah, and you know, our, our students, you know, so one of the things, of course, we, we try to make student-centered decisions, but, you know, what's so important is that if the employees aren't taken care of, if they don't feel real good, it's hard for them to, to then take care of that customer, right? So it, it's about it's about creating those relationships with all of our stakeholders, most importantly, our students, but also with the parents, also with the community. You know, one of the things that we try to do, and, I, and, you know, I hate to go to our vision, but our school system vision is to invigorate our community, right? So if we really want to make a difference in our community, we, we know we can do it through our students, but we also need to ensure that we've got relationships with their parents, We've got to make sure that we've got relationships with business and industry. We've got to make sure that we have relationships with the, the sheriff's department and the parish president. We have to make sure that we've got relationships with the ministers at our local churches. And, you know, one of the greatest things about Iberville is that we do have such investment from our community. Uh, you know, business and industry here supports our school system so very well. Um, our parish president, our sheriff, our elected officials all really believe in our school system. And because of that, they support our school system. And so it really is about making sure that we've got happy students, because if we've got happy students, then they're learning. They're going home talking about their experience. Then the parents are happy. The community wants to be more involved. And, and so, um, it's just really important that everyone in the community feels the, the impact from our school system. Yeah. And that's, you know, uh, you know the, the tagline for you guys, it's, you know, innovate, was it innovate, invigorate and inspire, right? Yes. Yes. You know, that's the, and I think that's a lot of what you're talking about. It's a lot of these different things have to, this, this machine has to work you know, mm -hmm. every day. It's got to work smoothly. Otherwise, you know, it, 
don't want to say it's chaos, but it can be, you know, it can be a pain to keep up and it can have repercussions. It's one thing if a business has to close down for a day, but if you've got to close down for a day, like it's not an option. You've got <laughs> Did we learn so much? People. Yeah, I mean, think about what we learned during COVID, Brandon. You know, I mean, our, our schools have always been essential, but I think people took it for granted, you know, because they're going to wake up and they're going to go to school, right? Well, with COVID, they couldn't just wake up and unfortunately go to school like they had been for so long. And so I think that I think that the public perception um, and the value of teachers and educators and, and people who work in public education definitely changed um, somewhat. And, um, I, you know, I think we, we all learned a whole lot of lessons uh, about how important school really is and that you don't just assume it's always there because unfortunately these things now do happen. You know, we don't want to talk about monkeypox, right? No, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping it entirely, completely. But I think that's something, you know, you mentioned, you know, COVID and how we all had to adapt. But I think what the business world didn't realize and, even families to some degree didn't realize is how much, you know, school's not there. School, you're, you're going to school, you know, to educate and there's so many different reasons, but it's also, it's got such an impact on the workforce that if you don't have the schools open and you don't have the kids, now it's, we've got to find people to watch kids, you know, people can't get to work, you know, like there's so many different, like this thing just kind of falls apart, you know? Right at the end of the day, the school system's right. not doing what it needs to. So, so tell me, is there anything new happening this year? You know, anything, you know, that comes to mind, what do you have going on, you know, this year, maybe a little different? Well, one of the, one of the really exciting things here in Iberville is the reopening of North Iberville high school. So mm -hmm. you may recall that uh, many, many years ago, North Iberville um, high school actually had to close uh, dwindling enrollment, um, unavailability of teachers, um, especially high quality, you know, teachers to ensure that the students there were receiving the, the quality education that they needed. Um, fortunately, um, through our uh, Iberville STEM Academy, which was housed on the, the old uh, North Iberville High School campus, um, we've been attracting students. And so, uh, what we found was, you know, now was the time, right? And how fortunate are we as a school district to be able to actually reopen a school? Most of the time, school systems are having to close uh, due to financial reasons. And so we were very fortunate. And I know the North community is extremely excited about the, the high school reopening. So we do have the elementary school out in the North area, which is pre-K to six. And now we have the high school, which is seventh through 12th grade. Um, we're excited to see our official numbers. Of course, they're fleshing out with just the second day of school, but um, they such a high quality instructional staff that's there. Um, great administration, great teachers who are, are in the North area. Um, we're going to be able to just afford them a, a plethora of opportunities um, in, a, in a small rural community. We've got now football and volleyball and basketball and, and track. And, you know, so all of those things are coming back. And, and of course, the, the parents in the community are so excited. The biggest change or the new thing 
you know, for us in Iberville. Um, you know, other than that, so we selected the theme Inspire Tomorrow mm -hmm. sort of as our focus for the year because we know that everything we're doing today is preparing our students for their tomorrow, right? Um, you know, one of the things that we talk about is that jobs that are going to exist in five years, like we don't really know. We don't know what the opportunities are going to be. And so we have to be forward thinking and we have to give our students those tools, the things that really inspire them to, if they want to go to college, you're leaving our high schools prepared. You've got college credit through advanced placement, through dual enrollment, through CLEP testing opportunities. Um, if you want to go to a career, we've got you some certifications, uh, you know, welding, uh, we've got cosmetology, we've got drone classes, we've got Adobe. Uh, at our Monday night meeting, we recognized students who actually participated in Jumpstart Summers. And what we did is we actually took students, they went to a, a four-week course, um, and they were able to earn Adobe certifications. Um, but what was unique about it is not only did they go to school, but we paid them to go to school. So the students earned a check for attendance and then they earned more money based on the certifications that they received. So we had students getting advanced uh, basic and advanced credentials. We've done that with welding. Um, and so we, we know that we've got to think differently sort of to, to meet the needs of tomorrow. And so that's why we sort of selected that, that focus about inspiring tomorrow because we know what we do today what we've got to do about making those moments for our kids each and every day will certainly change their trajectory and it can change our community. Yeah, while you're talking, I was sitting there trying to remember and went to try to look it up and I couldn't find it, but I remember there was some number of years ago, there was a study that they were talking about. And it was more, it was at the, I guess the collegiate level, but they were talking about when people were graduating with a four-year degree at the time, and I think this was early, or maybe early 2000s or something around there, what they were saying was the top, you know, seven or six or seven out of the top 10 in-demand jobs did not even exist when they enrolled, you know, four years prior. Right. That's how fast everything is moving. Absolutely. And I think, and I think what's interesting to me, and it sounds, and what's very attractive, what you're doing is, it almost seemed like for a long time, everybody was saying like, it's, you got to go, you know, you get through high school and you go to college and you do X, Y, Z. But that's not always the path for everybody, you know, and I think we're finally seeing that that's happening also in education where it's like, hey, we've got, you know, if you want to go get, you know, learn to fly a drone and get your drone pilot's license. I'm, I'm a pilot. I fly airplanes for recreation for fun. And you can do well if you're a pilot, but you can also do really well being on the ground as a drone pilot. There's jobs immediately. You know, if you can learn how to do that and get your license and go, people are hiring. You don't need a four-year degree to go do that, you know, out of school. And so I think that's, to me, I think we're finally seeing that there's multiple paths that, you know, kids can go. And yeah, I think, I think that's important. Yeah, I think you said that really well, like the multiple pathways, Brandon. You know, it used to be that that sort of college was the only pathway. Um, but now, especially here in Iberville, so I mean, you're familiar with our area and we have on both sides of the river in, in Iberville, we have so much business and industry. 
Um, and college is great for some people. It's mm -hmm. not, it's not what every person should do. We don't need every single person to have a four year college or, or university degree. So what we try to do is we really try to hone in on what it is that the student and what the parent of that student wants for them. Um, you know, and again, I go back to our vision, like we want our students to graduate inspired for their chosen future. You know, we, we shouldn't be the one telling them you have to be this or you have to do this. It's a decision that should made, be made collaboratively. And then if you do want to go into a specific pathway, then we do provide those opportunities for our students. Um, you know, we've got, we've got medical, we've got, you know, certified nursing assistant um, pathways, we've got technology pathways, we've got welding, we've got just tons of opportunities for our students to be able to really leave us as a graduate with that diploma, which does mean so much. Um, but then we also want them to have something in that other hand so that, yes, I'm prepared. Not only did I graduate high school, but I'm prepared to go to college. So I participated in advanced placement or dual enrollment or have some college credit under my belt. So we're saving the parent money because we actually pay for a lot of those opportunities for our students. We're saving the parent money. So that then if a child wants to get a master's degree, right, their tops will cover four years. And it doesn't say that it's just undergraduate. It can go into to graduate as well. But then we want our kids who don't want to do the college experience. Some may want to do two year. They may want to go to a community college. But then our kids who want to go right to work can leave us with a welding certification with a, a certification in technology, with a certification as a nursing assistant, and then they can go in and make a living and not have to go to school, or it's a leg up in getting into to a, a profession that they really want to go in and make a difference. And so, you know, I'm really proud of, of our staff who do so much to ensure that our, our students are really prepared to do what it is that they want to do and go in and make a difference in the world and what they're passionate about. And I think, you know, while you're talking, this, again, I was thinking, you know, somebody's got that, what you call like the nursing assistant? Mm -hmm. Is it so? I believe, you know, you've got to set people up, you know, for success. It doesn't just happen. So if you're able, you know, if I kind of just run this thought and tell me if I'm going the right vein, you know, you could have, you know, that family that's, you know, maybe struggled and they've got a child, you know, that's running through the school and they start working this program and they've got this nursing assistant certification. Well, that's going to stand out to anyone else, you know, when they go apply, maybe at the hospital or the clinic. Mm -hmm. And so maybe they've got the next, you know, they're yes. in for the job before somebody else who doesn't have the experience, which also allows them to where they're more confident that they've gotten that but then allows them to say, you know what, hey, technology's progressed. I can now start working on maybe some nursing classes online at night, mm -hmm. and then I can completely alter and change, you know, the course of my whole family tree. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. you, you really hit the nail on the head. I mean, you know, last year we had a student who actually graduated with a level three welding, American Welding um, Association uh, certification. 
So you think about Hunter, who is the young man, and another candidate, right? And so, yeah, I did a little welding in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And you got a, a level three certified welder who's been trained by some of the best welders who now are teaching for us. Um, you know, who's going to get the job? Well, I mean, well, I you know what else? You Even on top did. of that, on top of that, there is a study that was done. God, I don't remember how long ago it was. And what it was is if you go and look at the, and this will make sense, not at first, but at the end, it probably will be. If you go look at the number, if you look at professional athletes, baseball, football, you know, soccer, any pretty much can take almost any sport. They did this study. They went and found the majority of them. And I'm going to get this wrong and you'll know the answer on how to say it right. They were their birthdays are all within like three months. Majority of them, a large percentage of their birthdays are within. I think it's like October, November, December. It's because they missed the cutoff Mm -hmm. to start school. So they're basically a year older than the other kids. Right. And what they found was it wasn't that, you know, Billy was better at baseball. It's that in the very beginning, he was just a little further developed and he was a little bit stronger. And it wasn't that he was any better than the other ones. It was just because he was a little bit stronger. The coaches noticed and said, I'm going to pour more energy into Billy because he's better. And it had a domino effect on these guys to where by the time they were in high school, they had gotten so much attention, you know, from so many coaches. And I equate this, I tied this back to the kid you're talking about, you know, Hunter, you know, he's weighed out, he gets the job, but then that his boss is like, and this kid's 18, 19 years old, holds a level three, you know, so I'm going to pour and invest more and more into this guy. And it's sad maybe that they're not investing because the other guy might be doing just as well, but they're going, Hey, he put in the work, you know, and they end up looking and going, Hey, we're going to invest and we're going to pay for you to get this. And so he just starts moving up at such a rapid pace. Not that he's better than the other guy, but he had, he was set up for success. And it was through going through a program that you guys put together for him in the school system that his boss just looks at it and goes, man, if this kid had the wherewithal to go through high school and do this other work, I know this is the guy I want on my team. And that's where I'm going to continue pouring investment into. And now you've right. changed his whole life. Right. You know, and the, the one other thing, too, I want to mention, Brandon, is, is we don't forget about the whole child too, you know, so I've talked a whole lot about they graduate and they're ready and, you know, but we still do offer band and music and theater and arts and 4-H and robotics and all of the same other experiences because, you know, we know we want to, we want to create a child, well, a future adult, right? We want to create and, and really engage students. And we know that not every student is going to just be so excited to come and learn, right? But I'm excited to come and play football. And so because I have to, to have grades to play football or, you know, what I really love is dance. Mm-hmm. And so in order to, to be on the dance team or in order to receive those electives, you know, I have to do all of those other types of things. And so, you know, we really do not only just focus on that, but we also have to, to make sure that we are providing those other opportunities. And again, one of the things that we're so proud of in, in Iberville is the array of electives 
and opportunities that we do offer for our students. Um, sort of that passion, right? You know, mm-hmm. that the, the kid who's the stellar athlete, but we've got just about every sport, the kid who, who wants to be in, in theater, well, we've got, we've got it. We've got the opportunity for you to sing and act and, and dance. And, and so those are a lot of things we're really proud of as well. There's a, uh, I think it's Bill Gates who said it, or maybe it was in a movie, I don't remember, but I love the quote that uh, he used to talk about, you know, any kid, you know, with a dream in a garage could put me out of business tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, the world that we live in today. So well, that's amazing. It sounds like you got your hands full day two uh-huh. or four, you know, but um, it's getting there. Got a little ways to go and hopefully it'll smooth out for you for a little bit, but I appreciate yeah. you making some time and, coming in here and just hearing all the different things that you guys have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the things that I tell all of our principals, you know, we don't tell our story, somebody else will. And so, you know, when, when you asked, you know, I said, listen, I got to take this opportunity because it's a chance to brag on us for a, mm-hmm. for a little while. And so I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to just talk about how, um, how amazing the Iberville Parish school system is. Um, but I would be remiss if I didn't say the, the reason and what sets us apart is the, the 900 people that show up every single day, knowing that they have the ability to impact lives and, and change and inspire tomorrow. So thanks so much. No, that's, it's those people that make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they're preparing the storefront every day you know, for 4,400 customers to walk in is the way I kind of look at it. And there's going to be some bad days, but we're back there tomorrow again. So I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Y'all changing lives over there. And so I'd love to have you come back once it slows down a little bit and hear what's going on. Probably, hopefully it'll cool off. I'm fed up with this heat at this point. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Like I said, you know, of course, right when we come back to school, the air conditions always seem to break, right? That's well, there's nothing <laughs> this time of year. That's nobody. I could care less about anybody with a four year college degree. I want the AC guy what I need. Mm-hmm. That's the guy I want this time of year. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Well, I appreciate it, sir. Thanks. For yeah. Stopping thanks in so much, Brandon. Great to talk again. to you as always. Thank See you, you soon. Bye bye.